0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out
1: more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? Sorry for getting this one out a little late. It's, uh, well, you'll hear. This one required a little more elbow grease than normal to to make it listenable. And that's not because the conversation wasn't excellent. It's just the fact that, well, I'll give you the details. So initially, we were supposed to record a podcast together. We were supposed to record... A, on sunday the 29th just normal remote recording style like i usually do and then i saw a post on instagram that she put up saying that she was playing portland the night before so it was saturday morning when i saw that and i was like well we got to try to make this happen in real life i just that would be that would be silly so we kind of scrambled around did some mad dash stuff got it organized got it squared away and then we had a little bit of a problem. On the way up to the venue, we noticed there were a lot of traffic lights that were out. And so I called the manager, the tour manager, and said, hey, I, I just noticed there were a lot of traffic lights out, you know, in the within the five-mile radius of the venue. I was curious if the power was still on at the venue. And he said, yeah, the power is off. So we don't even know if the show's going to happen. So we were all of a sudden thrown into this weird kind of limbo mode. And also, because the power was out, we didn't have anywhere to really go they were traveling in a van uh, the the other bands were on their their bus and their vans or whatever I'm not sure what everybody was driving but there was just nowhere for us to go and no time to get back to the studio here because they may you know they they as you'll hear they had to play just all of a sudden so everything did end up working out but it was kind of like okay well I guess we're gonna have to abandon this and then we figured, Let's just jump in the van and do it. I mean, there's generators running, there's all kinds of stuff, but it's not—it's not anything that you guys haven't experienced before. Oh yeah, I should also add that my Zoom uh, mobile recorder was just kind of like decided to give me problems that day, and so we were we were stuck there with minimal minimal, and I mean, as in minimal, I mean just phones, audio equipment, and nowhere to go, and pouring down rain, and 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 no electricity, and. <laughs> It was just it was just kind of a mess. and, and we also didn't really know what was going to happen. The band wasn't sure if this was all just a waste of time, um, not not the podcast, but the the show itself because you know you show up, you don't get to play. I'm a, I mean, I don't know how this works. I'm assuming people don't get paid when that happens. because um, no show happens. No pe- nobody comes in and spends money. I, I don't know. I'm not really sure the logistics of all that. All I know is it can't be a good thing. And so it was it was a little bit sketchy there for a minute but everything worked out in the end um we got to do the podcast the show went on and everything was fine so that's kind of the the long story of this episode fortunately it's an extra long episode because because of all that so not all not all is lost and that's uh that's what's really important oh yeah big shout out to Nick over at Playback Engineering he helped clean this up and get it to sound a little bit more better than I was able to. And so big shout out to him for cleaning that up for us. That helped a lot. So uh, I'm going to shut up now because I want to get to this episode, but I just wanted you to understand I left a bunch of stuff in that normally I might have taken out. So you hear the, you know, the crew coming and going uh, and just some of that stuff the, and, you know, just some some rawness to it that normally I would have tried to get out and keep squeaky clean. But I felt like this this deserved a certain feel, and I liked how it, how it all sounded together with the background noise and everything. It kind of really, I feel like, helped paint a picture for what was really going on. So without further ado, here is myself, Mr. Justin Porter, Yvette Young, and Portland rain pitter-pattering on a van while a generator runs in the background. All right, enjoy. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Tone Mob Podcast, the show about guitar tone and the people behind it. I'm your host, Blake Weiland, and with me today, I have Vet Young. Hi. And Justin Porter. Yo. This is one of the strangest podcasting experiences I've had uh, in a while, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Yeah. This is crazy. Um, so I'll give a little backstory before we just get into, into talking gear and nonsense here. But uh, originally this was scheduled for tomorrow... And I noticed that you posted on Instagram that you were here in town today. And I was like, how did that, how did that get by my radar? I'm not sure. Uh, And so, you know, I was already messaging with your manager and we, we, uh, made it happen to a venue with no power in the van, just sitting out here in the van, talking about nonsense. Thanks, Lightning. Thank you.
2: Yeah. (laughs) No sound check. I hope, uh. (laughs) <laughs> if the show does go on, it's going to be an interesting one.
1: Yeah, this is going to be crazy. It should be fine. I yeah, mean, we've done, we've you got, done stuff you got like You've got talented that. people.
2: We've literally had shows where we were running late because we had a van issue, so we just drove and parked and loaded our stuff directly on stage and played.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, so, wow.
2: Yeah, it was, it was kind of fun. I'm like, yeah, this is rock and roll. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. This is what it's all about, Yeah, right? I, yeah I used to do it. Load up and go.
2: Yeah, I used to do stuff like that all the time, so...
1: This is a this is a sort of a road you've travelled before then I'm taking it.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. I think it's it's good. It's good to like be prepared for anything. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: And not be too reliant on having like an hour sound check and all of that.
1: Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or you know, a quiet room. Yeah. You know, and, then, and then, Yeah. We just make it, this is what it's all about, you know. It's
2: cool. Maybe we can make this like an ASMR, like Oh, we'll just get in like, real and mm-hmm. really
1: good cool. <laughs> like, like, can in now.
2: Yeah. Or like
1: we'll freak people out really like, a whole lot here. So, no, I I wanted to talk to you, you know, this is mostly a gear podcast, but um, I've found out lately that a lot of my listeners aren't necessarily into the same artists and groups as I am. A a couple of reviews lately, I've found a bunch of artists that I never would have listened to and I thought we were a little more linked up uh, than we are. (laughs) So maybe, instead of me assuming that everybody knows who I'm talking to and what I'm talking about, maybe you can give a little bit of your backstory and, uh, you know, why we're talking today and, uh, you know, what you're doing with the band and all that.
2: Uh Yeah, I, I guess uh, my name is Yvette and I play in a band called Covet or like, kind of like instrumental, proggy, post-rocky, I don't really know what it's called it, it's like math rock I guess is what we get put in a lot and mm-hmm. I think that's accurate because we deal with a lot of like compound meter, odd meter stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, I play guitar in that band, it's guitars, drums, and bass, three piece. Uh, and on the side, I also have, like, a singer-songwriter acoustic project, and I also write piano music.
1: Yes, cool. So
2: my instruments are piano, violin, and guitar. Yes,
1: wow. <laughs> right. And a lot of um, a lot of the guys in the Facebook group were asking, they were talking about um, you had a very classically trained background, mm-hmm. but you're obviously not doing classically oriented things now. How did, have you found, like, ways to blend the two worlds that, like, make a lot of sense to you or is it kind of an abrupt cut off between the rock guys and the classic thing or what what have you noticed things there?
2: I feel like one of the fun things about coming from a classical background is um, like I guess taking things that I like from that genre of music and trying to integrate it into rock music. I remember I watched an interview with one of my favorite composers Olaf Arnolds. He was saying that he grew up we have a very like similar background. Like he grew up listening to a lot of Chopin and um, like just in the classical world, his parents, his grandparents, like you know exposed him to that. And I was I grew up listening to a lot of hymns because I grew up very Christian. Mm-hmm. And then also um, a lot of classical music. I played in two orchestras and I uh, took piano and violin lessons. Um, and one of the things he mentioned in his interview was that he wanted to make classical music seem cool. Okay. Because he wanted to like blend elements of the rock world and kind of like open people's minds up to the classical world because a lot of people are like, classical music, boring. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right.
3: That's what <laughs> my grandparents listen to. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, where's the drop? Or like, right.
0: where's, <laughs> yeah. where's or the, the breakdown? What's going on? Yeah, yeah.
2: Like,. <laughs> I'm just like falling asleep and stuff, <laughs> but I mean, I used to even think of it that way when I was younger because I was kind of forced into the classical music scene, and uh, I, you know, I was I was a competitive piano player for a while, so like they like made me interpret Rachmaninoff and like right. would judge me on that, and I hated it because wow. I was just like, Yo, you know, like I don't think music should be a competition. I don't think you should assign like these arbitrary Number is to an art form, and like grade someone on their interpretation of it, um, and I think it's just weird to grade someone on their creativity too. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I just I remember coming from the background and feeling kind of jaded with it, and then when I picked up guitar, I um, I kind of fell back in love with music after hating it for so long. Um, I don't know if anyone has listened to any of my other podcasts, but I kind of spoke, touched briefly on um, how I actually got sick from being in the classical world, from like all the perfectionism and all of the like cutthroatness of that, of the competitive circuit. Oh, wow. It, it made me have a lot of anxiety and um, a lot of feelings of uh, just like nervousness for not doing something perfectly. And i and, and being really, really careful about what I make and being kind of more self conscious about what I put out. Um, it, it made me sick and I had an eating disorder for a while from it. And um, I kind of, playing guitar got me through that. Playing guitar kind of made me not only fall back in love with music, but I think it, I mean, not to be dramatic, but it literally saved my life because it made me, it was like a great outlet for me during that time. Um, and I know this is a huge tangent from your original no, question. No, 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 not at all. Um, but, Basically, to relate it back to, to the question about classical music and how it uh, and my my background in that and how it affects me now, um, I no longer hate it. I no longer find it to be like tedious and boring. I actually really admire a lot of the qualities of, um, in particular, Romantic era music. It's very emotive and there's a lot of dynamics. I think mean, that's what I like about a lot of ambient and post rock music is it's also very emotive and um, very dynamic and. Uh, I guess my goal and what I do now is like I like the technical aspects of like some prog and some like more shreddy stuff but I find it sometimes to be very homogenous dynamic wise so I think now I'm thinking about songwriting in terms of dynamics and textures and contrast and I want to kind of bring that to more technical music. It's like sneaking in odd time signatures and shreddy stuff in a way where you don't even know it's happening it's like it's because it still flows it Mm -hmm. it still makes you feel something it's like expressive and melodic Mm -hmm. I think that's like what I take from my background um yeah
1: (laughs) no that was awesome that was
3: awesome I I found also uh touching back to like anxiety and everything and how guitar got you through that I I found guitar very therapeutic
0: Mm -hmm.
3: like going through depression and stuff like that it, it really helps a lot
2: Teaching yourself a skill, like I taught myself guitar, was when I was in the hospital, actually, um, and it was so great because, like, you know, a lot of eating disorder stuff—it's like a fixation on. Well, it's a lot of um, feeling inadequate and feeling like you're you're not in control of your surroundings, so you need something to control, and a lot of people turn to their. Eating habits or their body, fixating on like things they don't like about themselves physically, mm-hmm. and I feel like guitar was great because it took my focus off of that and it made me feel really confident because I was giving myself a new skill yeah. and I felt really empowering
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, to teach yourself something completely new. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: And um, I will say that I think my uh, I think learning guitar was expedited for me because I have that classical background. I'm gonna and, say
1: possibly. Yeah, <laughs> and
2: I think uh, I think. It, the most important thing for me um, was actually my ear because like, I went through a lot of like theory training Like I have a theory background but I don't ever use it or think about it, the main thing I took away from that was having a good ear for stuff and ear training um, being able to like hear harmonies and hear what goes where and being able to hear melody and replicate it immediately, Like that's the kind of stuff that really helped me with learning oh, wow. guitar because mm-hmm. I remember I taught myself just by hearing music and like teaching myself it like, note by note, like, hearing the intervals and, like, how certain notes related to others, like, trying to find it on the fretboard. It was really fun. It was, like, solving a puzzle and then, like, memorizing the puzzle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right, because it was almost like you already knew what the picture was supposed to be. Yeah. So, yeah. whereas somebody like me who starts from, uh, I think I want to learn Nirvana, dent dent, dan, dan. It's a little bit different, you know? Like, yeah. I, so you probably, like, because you have went head first into the rock scene, you probably have integrated with a lot of musicians that don't really have the same background as you but end up being really incredible kind of nonetheless. Is, it, is, a, is there a difference you find between, like, somebody with your technical knowledge and somebody who didn't start that way, you know, but both end up kind of at the same proficiency level? Is that, if that question makes any sense?
2: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um... One thing I definitely take for granted is my ear like I feel like a lot of people maybe take a little longer to um I, I see it in I see it in the band context all the time like um I guess like sometimes when i'm I'm writing music like I write for the band like every song kind of starts with my voice first mm-hmm. I kind of come with a skeleton and they put the meat and fat on the on the bones <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: um but, yeah, I, I kind of see it with that, because I already hear, like, a bunch of things, and sometimes it takes other people who don't have a classical background a little longer to, like, be able to find the note that fits and to be able to hear the ideal harmony there, or, I don't know, to even be able to hear where a melody's supposed to go. Like, how I write is, like, I sing a lot, I sing, I sing the thing I wanna write and mm-hmm. then I just find it on the fretboard and I play it. So I come from a completely like, it's actually like an untrained, like I'm trained in some ways, like my ear is super trained, but the way I approach the fretboard is completely untrained. Like I don't know shapes, I don't really think about chord structure, I don't think about um, scales at all. I'm just like literally like la 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 la, and then I like find oh, it. Oh wow, so,
0: that's interesting, yeah, that's it's, fascinating.
2: It's really weird, like <laughs> it's cool because it's like, Okay, the reason I do that, the reason I started doing that was because I feel like for everyone, the your voice is the most immediate instrument you have. Like, you don't have to translate it through a bunch of filters. Like, the, what, what, you, what you sing and you say with your voice is the most, um, it's like the most immediate thing that you have, and you don't have to, like, figure out how to get it. It's just, like, already right there in front of you, and sometimes I feel like, the best melodies are the ones that you can sing and they're the most memorable because it flows. Okay. And it's like natural. Yeah. Like what y- you wouldn't like, you know, um you know, you wouldn't sing like I don't know Like a, a, pentatonic like scale. a pe- yeah, like <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> to think of something oh right to sing. I mean like, that's true, yeah. You yeah. wouldn't it. And the pentatonics are cool. Like sometimes yeah. it's like What I'll do is I'll first start with what I sing and then I'll make little adjustments here and there Mm -hmm. to like make it more interesting. So I'll start with something really bare bones, building a melody. Like I'll start with something like super simple, can even be an interval, Mm -hmm. like just like maybe switching from like, you know, a perfect fifth um, to like, I don't know, like a major third or something, (laughs) like just like playing around with that. And then... um, and then if, I'll vary it up, and I'll, I'll like, I'll start out with something and, oh, another thing about singing a melody is oh, that yeah. oftentimes, I don't know why, I think this is probably also maybe my upbringing with playing stuff that's a little weird meter, like Prokofiev or something, um, but also listening to a lot of prog and math rock growing up in college, is some of the things I sing, I don't even think about like time signatures or anything, I just like, Hum a melody And like I'm like Ooh this grooves And then I play it And then I bring it to practice And then I think it's in four This whole time And then I <laughs> right. play it with my drummer he's like This isn't in four I'm like Oh yeah you're right Like I guess I snuck like A bar of five in there oh, Or oops. something like, <laughs> yeah. Or like This is actually like Yeah like It's in seven And then there's like You can like Phrase it in for, but it makes more sense to like, phrase. yeah, I don't know, it's, it's weird. So, a lot of times, like, naturally, the things I write with my voice end up being kind of like groovy, but the cool thing, of, uh, sorry, um, mathy, mm-hmm. but the cool thing about that is, um, like, it's not trying to force that to happen. I feel like a lot of odd meter stuff sounds a bit disjointed because it's like, it's almost like writing with theory knowledge first and like trying to force like a a time signature shift to happen Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel natural but then for me again like I like music to flow like a lot of classical music um particular romantic era music flows really well yeah and I love that like Ravel he writes stuff that just sounds like water and I love that and it's not always in four and I think when you write with your voice um you can write stuff that's kind of like odd meter without it intentionally having it be like really tricky to count <laughs> it just happens to be not in four <laughs> yeah. so
1: oh. yeah yeah I don't think I've ever intentionally thought about a time signature when writing a song yeah but I think they still somehow always come out in four just, really it, yeah i don't know but it's, you know it's you, probably because like it's a punk rock thing probably yeah so, you it, know it it's
2: has a lot to do with what you listen to because mm-hmm. like i tell a lot like i teach guitar systems on the road and a lot of people are like how do you even approach writing an odd meter and in order to start like i always suggest listening to a lot of stuff that's to join us so i give them like examples of bands and then i always give them exercises like okay you need to just internalize like that shift like shifting from five to four or shifting from five to seven or shifting from three to five or something like you need to like just teach yourself how to feel that mm-hmm. and then once you have that down it's easier like you, you do it artificially like I usually give them a chord to to finger pick and then I have them pick like maybe pick one version of it in three and one version of it word version of it in like five and okay. then I have them like alternate or like five or seven. I'll just like choose like an arbitrary time signature and have them like internalize that. And once they know how to feel that, it's easier to vary up the melody and to do something else. Got it. It's weird. It's like you got to establish the rhythm first.
1: So interesting. beyond your like technical playing abilities, people are also, and what I guess listeners to this show would probably be most interested in is your tone is also out of control. Good. Everyone kind of, at least in our circle of uh, nerds is like oh her guitar sounds are great.
0: Oh,
2: thanks. Know, like <laughs> that's really, like that's a huge compliment. I mean,
1: it, they really are. Like it's that true. was one of the first things that struck me was like wow, she's a great player and also whoa, like what are we uh oh <laughs> some <pretty peeping laughs> in on us. It's not like this is weird. This is totally normal. Yeah. Three sitting people in, talking in a van. van oh, that's normal.
0: Yeah.
1: Um <laughs> that,
2: thank you. <laughs> but everyone. Yeah, they
1: yeah, they just I mean, it it sounds great, but you you uh you seem to be one of those people that straddles the line, and I don't know if this is a something that's visible to you, but there's definitely a a line sort of between people who care more about chops, and who care more about tone. It seems like overall yeah. sound of the notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You seem to have found a uh, a happy place with both people. So what is a, what is your gear looking like these days?
2: Well, first I'd like to share that that's really cool to hear because I actually, um. For the longest time, I was self-conscious about tone because I I started playing acoustic guitar and I knew nothing about electric guitar. And I never, like... There's just so many pedals out there. There's so many, like, conflicting opinions of what tone... What good tone is. Like, some people are like, Oh, humbuckers for days. And some people are like, Oh, like, P90. Like, you know, Mm -hmm, like... Yeah. I, I, I remember just getting bombarded with different people telling me what I should buy at first. Of course. Like, different... Um, dudes being like oh I think for your sound you should get this and I like you know I just didn't know who to listen to mm-hmm. so I was like kind of lost for a while um, and I knew what I didn't like I think at first I started with um, some EMGs that were really compressed sounding I think they are um, really active pickups and so I just felt like they were just really compressed and I couldn't get any dynamics mm-hmm. out of them but I get like why someone else would want to use them for me it was just I like the kind of music I wanted to play is like very dependent on touch because I do I never use a pick yeah. um, that's an important detail I never use a pick mm-hmm. I only use a finger style and like tapping and stuff so for me I need to rely a lot on like getting attack with like my the pads of my fingers and like being able to lay back and have it sound like more clean <laughs> and like if I dig in getting a little more like overdriven sound oh, so yes. um, yeah so that, that means a lot uh, I think yeah I I got here by a lot of trial and error (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and a lot of just playing with knobs at home Um, well that's the
3: best way yeah that's (laughs) the best way honestly that's like people are like oh no you need this or oh no you need that and really the best thing to do is just sit at home and mm-hmm. work with what you have and find what you like.
2: Yeah, there's some pedals where it's like yeah seriously the best thing you can do is just plug in and play with, like a toy like yeah. crank it all the way up see what it does to your tone, crank it all the way down do that with every single knob, yep. A and B certain things and like make marks for where you like it, that's like how I deal with gear but there's some pedals where it's like oh you do need the manual because like <laughs> yeah. if you hold down this button and this button it unlocks a secret mode and then oh, yeah. there's actually a hidden <laughs> like, the, a, the, a yeah, like the it's ghost dope. of elvis presley will actually come out and then, <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay i remember some titles where i'm just like how did i get here i can't get it to do the original thing anymore yeah, I, I better, better save go.
1: that preset because yeah,
0: i don't
2: I, remember I, how, how it works yeah, yeah. More and more I'm 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 like le- okay so more and more I divide my gear into gear that I use for live stuff mm-hmm. and that is not the secret Rubik's cu- cube mm-hmm. pedals where it's like and unlock stuff cuz I find that stuff gets really messed up in transit sometimes and and things glitch out a lot live and I can't afford to deal with like a problem yeah.
1: with the like, yeah. soundtrack time
2: Oh, is we it? We got to go. Is it?
1: Yep. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well. Sorry, guys, power's back.
2: Okay. All right. Wait, can we bookmark this and after? Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: we can, uh, we'll just stop
0: it there. Okay. Oof. Sorry. It out. Okay.
1: And in the interest of keeping this audio experience as close to the real deal as possible, I'm going to put a clip in right now that's uh, just a short 20 second clip of the band sound checking, and then we will continue the rest of the podcast. But I thought this was a good opportunity for some of you who haven't had the chance to check her or her band out, and this will give you just a little taste of of what we mean when we're kind of using some of these weird descriptor terms we use to describe their playing. So, here you go. Alright. Okay. So we're back in the van. Back in the van. Yep. We we we're having a very <laughs> jarring evening around yeah. here. This has been this has been crazy. But they just played their set. They sounded great. They were amazing. killing it. Thank you. And <laughs> Just and I were standing in the back like old men, trying to come to terms with the fact that we are now old men at rock shows <laughs> and having to stand in the back.
3: Yeah, well, you know, it, it sounds it better back. Comes here. with you know comes to everybody at some point. <laughs> well. Um also, I so during the show I decided that you guys are either aliens or robots
0: because
3: <laughs> yeah. I don't think any human could do that kind of amazing stuff.
0: Oh, so, that's
2: yeah. sweet. <laughs> it was great. It
3: was blowing my mind.
2: Hang on, I have to charge my battery. <laughs> oh yeah, right.
3: that's right. We're in the van. Let me get your yeah. cord. <laughs> Beep,
1: boop. We'll start, we'll start <laughs> up. No, no, that was incredible. And uh, you Damn. made a joke after we hopped out. Like, wouldn't it be? Funny if my tone wasn't very good based on that last question. Yeah, it was right. funny.
2: It'd be really funny if you like hyped me up and then it was just like terrible. It like, well,
1: all terrible. That, <laughs> uh, wasn't terrible. I can terrible.
3: honestly say that did not happen. Aw, thank. It sounded incredible. Yeah, it was great.
2: <laughs> thank you. I got got some gems on my board right now that are like my ride or die. Nice. Oh, Well,
0: out.
1: that's was the line of questioning yeah. you were following. Uh-huh. Let's let's get back into that. So you were, you were talking about how you you were a little unsure about your tone because you Initially. didn't know about all yeah. stuff. There's so much stuff to know, but yeah. where did you go from there?
2: So people told me a bunch of conflicting things, and then, you know, at the end of the day, you can read every anything on the internet. You can read opinions on the internet, you can, like, get opinions from other people, but at the end of the day, like, you know what sound you want, so I just tried a bunch of stuff. Um. So, that, like, you know, at first I tried, like, uh, active pickups, and I wasn't, like, a huge fan, and then I moved on to um, a, a set of single coils i think right now i'm using seymour duncan um the 5-2 strat set mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and an Ivan talman prestige and that's like my i think i i love that like that is like my my golden combination right now it's that such into a cool an, an ac30 mm-hmm. like i really like ac30s because at first i played through a deluxe reverb a long time ago and i found that like i didn't get quite enough headroom um but then with the ac30 i just something about the way it reacts with the pickups, like it just breaks up in just the nicest way. Like, if you play really delicately, it's like really nice, crystalline, clean tone. But if you like dig in, um, you can also, I, I use the top boost feature mm-hmm. so I can like mess with like the, tr- the treble and bass a bit. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it, it breaks up in a really, really nice way, especially playing like minor seconds or like sometimes bending things a little dissonant. Like, it just sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I that's like my go. Like a lot of people ask me what my rig is on Instagram because uh, on my videos they like the tone there, mm-hmm. and I'm proud to say it's just direct into amp. Like I don't run usually nice. if I'm not if I'm not doing a pedal demo if it's just clean, I'm just Seymour Duncan five strat set into an AC ten, with just mm-hmm. a smidge of the built in reverb and. Um, I find that, that that's like my favorite sound. Like I don't I don't play with a compressor at home. I don't practice with a compressor. I feel like it makes me coast a little too much. Mm-hmm. Um and it makes it like it smooths it out a little too much so that I like <laughs> I, I wanna be able to play it. I've had shows where all my pedals die and I just go direct into AMP.
0: Right. And like
2: mm-hmm. everything with everything I write I always wanna make sure that if something like that happens I still can play songs like just direct into AMP and it's not gonna be a disaster. That saved my life a few times. Um But, yeah, so that's, like, you know, my baseline rig. And then right now on my board, um, so I think I was getting into this earlier. So I divide my pedals into, like, two categories. Mm -hmm. The complicated ones with a lot of settings and a lot of secret modes and stuff, I like using the studio tools. I also have some pedals that are just great noise generators, like the Rainbow Machine. It can be a really great tool for texture in the studio. Um, I have uh, the Mantic Flex, which is another really interesting noisy pedal. I'm I'm, I'm definitely going to try to play with that on the um, on the new record, which we're going to record soon. Oh. Uh, got the Maris Auto bit, which is a really fun. I I have one setting on there that's like pretty melodic, but everything else is like cool glitch noise that I'm also planning to play with. Um, so there's you know studio. Tool pedals, and then there's pedals that I just use on my board. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I'll go through. Do you want to hear about my live board? Oh yeah! Tonight? Oh yeah! Okay. <laughs> this is for the nerds. All right. So <laughs> I got. I'll just divide it by kind of pedal. Okay, so got a tuner. I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I got. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, kind
3: of seriously, yeah,
2: yeah, what tuner? Oh, shit, I think this is a poly tune. All right. I, oh, okay. Yeah, it's funny. I had a. Pitch. A lot of people use that. Yeah, I had a pitch black that everyone like gave me shit for, and then like the knob like sunk into the enclosure one show, so I had to buy a poly. T- it was cool. <sighs> um, I know my bass player swears by the Sonic Research. Is that called yeah, sonic, sonic Research? research. The, mm-hmm. strobe, the strobe yeah. tuner is oh, that yes. it's called? Mm-hmm. strobe tuner. At first, this freaked me out. I was like, I don't get it, but then, I don't know. Like I get it now. I think I still like using like a non-strobe style tuner just because it's easier for me to see. It's like fast. I, I read it faster. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like when I'm tuning live, I just want, I need it quick. Um, and then I have, uh, let's see, tone sculpting things. I have an EQ pedal. I have an MXR 10 band EQ. Um, yeah. That one's useful because, so in my set, I'm currently working on it, but I have a, uh, the Strandberg that I play, the seven string has a sir. um 7-string so side, they're humbuckers, so okay. it's like a very, very different tone than the single coils that I run with my Talmans, and um, I use the EQ pedal to essentially kind of compensate for some of the, um, I lose a lot of brightness with the humbuckers, and I find that they're more bassy, so I kind of just like push cert- the um, certain brighter frequencies up, and then I like tone down the the lower frequencies. Um and yeah, it kind of just helps smooth out um, the the radical shift in tone when I like mm-hmm. when I switch guitars. and So the sound person doesn't have to compensate as much. So there's that, and it's also useful for when a venue's like it just some some venues just sound different. So mm-hmm. um, if I need to like sometimes I clash with uh, David, my bass player. So sometimes I, I like to use the EQ pedal to like kind of like boost some of my highs so I don't like lose myself in his mix. Um, and then I have a. I'll go on to. Just I guess like gain distortion kind of mm-hmm. stuff. I have a long sword. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, John. Yeah, John is awesome. He's so yeah. he's so nice. I love that pedal. He gave it to me. Um,
1: yeah. Oh, we got company. Just right. a second, guys. Yep. So I'm telling you guys, we really hey. are in a van. We're not Hey, guys. This, this is real stuff. True. Hey, guys. Can... Yeah. David. Sorry, sorry. We have to load. Oh, uh. Oh, do we need to get out?
2: Dude.
1: Okay. It's okay. We can roll. <laughs> Here, let's just shut it down. No, 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 oh, no. You do oh, have no. to
2: get okay. out. They're just talking. Sorry, oh,
0: okay.
1: <laughs> it's Time to load it's stuff up. Cool. I'm telling you. People don't believe that we're really sitting in a van outside of a concert venue. But Recording on are. phones. Rec- <laughs> <laughs> the highest of technology. Thanks for going down, portable Recorder. Okay, I think we're good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. All right. Um, we're all synced, so we can
0: just split some of that out. Yeah. Okay,
2: cool. Um, oh, yeah, so I have the long sword. He gave me that on our last tour, and I didn't get to try it until after tour, and then I just – I kind of I, – I don't – I use it for more of like um, – not a clean boost, but I use it to push my cleans even more to break up. I don't really use it on like the full um gain setting, and I find that just that little bit is enough to like i don't know break up uh just to, like get get my tone to break up a bit yeah. and then also I really like the the e q too like you can use it to like I, I find that some other um gain pedals are like overdrive pedals um I get kind of muddy. So I really, really like, or it sounds really thin all of a sudden, like, I don't know how to explain it. Sorry if I sound really ignorant.
1: You don't at all. No, no, you're using all the right words. Okay, yeah. (laughs) yeah, like,
2: I'm new to this, and I did this, I literally learned all of this by trial and error, and like, just asking my friends and reading a little bit. Um, about stuff. So sorry mm. if I ever am unclear or nebulous in the way I describe. No, no, no,
1: no. Easy. Unclear and nebulous is the name of the tone description game. It's from, so you're getting like much, yeah.
2: Everyone's really nebulous and unclear. Like well, yeah. it's because you're trying to describe sound. Sound. It's yeah. like it's really trying to describe hard. color like, with no reference. You know, point. it's like fluffy. It's like you know, crispy, and then like fluffy. Yeah, it's like
1: <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm, I've always thought about it. Like the like like if you're trying to describe like turquoise to somebody who doesn't know what blue and green are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why this describing sounds is so hard. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. like everybody's
3: like, like, "Oh, it sounds like you said like fluffy and crispy," or like, somebody else will be like, "What do you mean? It sounds like, uh, yeah, harsh and it's like, just bright. so subjective." So <laughs> yeah. don't yeah. ever
1: worry if yeah. what if yeah. it sounds like in your head that sounds like an accurate description. Yeah. that's the accurate description. Yeah, yeah just go with that.
2: Okay. Yeah. Sometimes just I find that it sounds all of a sudden very thin and it lacks body. Mm-hmm. So. Like I find the longsword, I I really crank the the bass like all the way up, and it just sounds like really fat, and it has like more body to it. But then I also like I'm able to like control how how clear it is as well, mm-hmm. um, which is really nice. Like I, I feel like I really like that. Some overdrive pedals don't give you as much control
0: mm-hmm.
2: in that. Um, and then I have uh, this from Ground Control Audio. I have the um, Modera uh, so Bright preamp. It's a bright preamp, but I, I really like it on... There's, like, a bright setting and a dark setting, and it kind of is, like... I use it for, like, big open chords or, like, singular lines, where, again, it's, like, kind of, like, pushing my cleans a little bit. Um, right. Like, more of, like, a clean boost. Uh, and then, uh, in terms of... Oh, yeah, I have a fuzz pedal. I mentioned earlier that I use the z Mastertron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice, because... Um, again you can like control how much fuzz. it's not like affecting the fuzz all the way you can control how much of your clean signal is like blended with it mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I appreciate that um, I still have to spend more time admittedly with it I, I just use it on like one kind of more um, like it's not a solo I guess my whole set is like a solo <laughs> like it's like a more like lead guitar section and mm-hmm. it's kind of nice because it adds some like sass and like attitude to like that one line yeah um, I find that it's better uh it tracks better monophonically so it's like if I play like chords it gets kind of muddy but so I had to like alter my part a little bit but it's like it adds like so much body to it and like I don't know I like it yeah (laughs) Yeah, again I'm not describing it with like the most clear
1: (laughs) it works Uh, no I totally understand what you're saying okay (laughs) Okay. Um, yeah you're not being any more unclear than any other guest (laughs) okay Okay. yeah
2: it's all good again I'm new to
0: this yeah Mm -hmm. Um, well
2: you tricked me. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh and then okay, so Walrus Audio, I have two of their pedals. Mm. I have um I have the uh Fathom mm-hmm. it's mm. a reverb. Yeah. And then I have the Julia, which is my Aww. absolute favorite.
1: So good. I love that pedal.
2: I, I love the chorus vibrato. Like it's so versatile. Like you can crank it all the way and have it be like complete vibrato mm. and then you can like do the in-between mm-hmm. blend which is what I do for most of the sections I like that warble but I don't want to fully commit to the seasickness mm. so yes. it's like yeah I, and then you can just see it's a really lush chorus and um yeah I just it's such a versatile great pedal and I used to have the zvex Lo-Fi Junkie and I also love that pedal like it's amazing but I found that on my live board with all of um I, the, the compression I run and everything, it mm-hmm. just it's very noisy. Mm-hmm. So like, it would just emit this like hum that was sometimes too loud to just ignore. So I use it as a studio tool now. I really like it. It's like all over. The z Lo-Fi Junkie is like, all over our last record.
0: I oh, love wow. it. Oh, wow. Nice.
2: Anyway, um, in terms of... Uh, oh, and I recently purchased... It's not on my board, but... Um, so I have like... I, I swapped out my pedals on my board... Um, in terms of what our set list is. So we have like an indie board and then I have like a like a metal board. Oh. So the metal board has all of the, the um, gain and overdrive and then like the indie board has all of like the modulation, like kind of like chorus reverb stuff. Okay. And mm-hmm. So I bought uh, the Caroline um, FX uh, Somersault. Oh, like, yes. Somersault, uh, and I uh, love that thing. It's so great.
1: Caroline and, and Philippe are... Uh, yeah. Are podcast favorites. I love oh yes that company.
2: They oh. make so much cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Such
1: cool stuff. Oh, Philippe's an amazing, amazing, intelligent human too. So, Yep. Oh, hell Oh, the crew's in here. <laughs> I'm hey. sorry. Oh, no worries.
3: I'm just looking for a place to put my wet, soggy clothes. No worries. That's oh. totally fair. That's a I, good spot. I feel like I'm invading your home, so I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're my guest. I
0: should have made coffee and <laughs> put the
1: whole spread out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. You played a killer show instead, yeah. so... Yeah, so, it was awesome. It was a wild show. I can't believe we even played. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I didn't think it was gonna happen. Oh, oh yeah. that's gotta be yeah, nerve-wracking. Yeah, me too. too. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm
3: just gonna hang
0: this behind great. you so it can dry. No worries. Totally cool. Alright,
2: see ya. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> later. Here. Um. Okay, yeah, Philippe and uh, mm-hmm. Caroline, guitar. Yeah, that company makes some really neat stuff. Um, I tried out the somersault on a reverb demo. Oh, sorry, no. Chicago Music Exchange demo. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And I liked it so much. I was just like, "Yo, can I buy one of these things?" Like afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another. Uh, I don't know. There's also um, I got the uh, what is it called? Oh, I'm blanking on these names. Demodash Effects has this. Uh-huh. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, oh fuck! What is it called? Oh my god. The T120? T120,
1: yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, That one's also really great.
1: Anybody that uses names or numbers and letters, I get confused. Dude, I can't remember If he wasn't literally the last podcast I published, (laughs) I would not have remembered that.
2: (laughs) He's awesome too. He makes this really cool, like the tape echo Mm -hmm. pedal. I'm definitely gonna try to play with that and use it in the studio too. I got some really cool sounds out of that. Nice. Um, so that's cool. a, that's my modulation. Sorry, I start. I, I, ta- I was gonna say like I'm gonna focus on what I have on tour, but I like went into the eh, tangent. Eh. that's,
1: that's part. It's all of gear. It's gear talk. Okay. Yeah,
2: okay, we don't care. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. So that is that is the modulation side. Um, and I, I mentioned the reverb. I mentioned that I have the Fathom. Um, I have the Maris Mercury Seven. It is my favorite reverb that I've ever flipping heard like it's just like it's so lush and beautiful (laughs) um yeah i i use that for um i actually the reason i have two delays on my board a lot of people ask me why Mm -hmm. is because i prefer one of them to be more short-tailed and then i prefer Mm -hmm. one to be more like like more of like a ethereal lush like wide Mm -hmm. um long tail reverb and i don't because i don't like switching having to like switch knobs in between stuff because i'm busy tuning um so, yeah, that is why I have two reverbs. And also one of them, uh, actually, both of them have this function where if you, like, there's a hold thing, so you can, like, play something and then just, like, infinite sustain it, yeah, which is mm-hmm. really awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I use that for in-between songs when I'm trying to not have awkward silence. Uh, okay, so that is reverb. Am I missing anything? Oh, compression, of course. Earthquaker, Warden.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I really like that pedal. It's just... it's very straightforward <laughs> mm-hmm. um it's i think it's an optical compressor so i've heard
0: the.
1: i've never played the warden but everyone that owns one that i know is like this is a very underrated compressor and mm-hmm. people need to try it yeah I, I haven't played one yet
2: um i have that and then what is the, the deep six is that the the Laris yep. one i like that yeah. one as well i use that one at home sometimes um i haven't gotten a chance to try it out in a live in like a stage setting it's weird sometimes effects like at a low volume at home don't translate as well when you're like in a venue and you have to like again like the z lo-fi junkie love the pedal i just when I'm at a really high volume it's a bit noisy yeah mm-hmm. um and, it, and, and i don't like personally i'm not a huge fan of gating my stuff because i find that it does affect my tone mm-hmm. um yeah, just I. I it's kind of hard to, and and a lot of people like give me crap for like my single coils, just like the hum and, mm-hmm. and all of that. But I kind of I like it. Me like, too. I, I'm kind
3: of the same
0: way.
2: It make, I, if it's really quiet. Okay, for instance, like my Strandberg, I, the humbuckers are super quiet. It makes me feel weird. Like I'm not like i'm not playing an instrument or something's
1: almost. not plugged in yeah, so not yeah. Plugged in. On? yeah.
2: and it, like honestly i really love like the people are thinking i'm nuts but i love the way it fills out the sound too and like it kind of like like there's no like deafening silence it's just like it has character to it which i like again i'm being very nebulous and
1: i'm, abstract. I'm mentally fist bumping okay right now. No, swag yeah no i i only use gates when i'm doing like chugga-chugga. Yeah. You know, metal yeah. stuff. That's the only time I, I ever have much of a use for them because I'm like, I like the noise. Yeah, I, I like it. it. I it's, love it, it, actually. It's, what I, it's yeah. part of, you know, like letting things ring and then me fiddling with knobs. Like yeah. That's like part of how yeah. I play now and so I'm like, the, the noise isn't a problem for me most of the time. It has been. There's been times where it's yeah. that's like, you know, in your situation yeah, when with you do Yeah, when
2: you don't have clean power to yeah. menu, like, that yeah. can be an issue. Yeah,
1: but, you know, just a little bit of noise from single coils and lights, it's like, it's okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's, it's totally cool. Some people, I think people who come from the other school where they want everything to be very, like, sterile and clean, like, I think it freaks them out. So it's just, mm-hmm. like, I get it. Different strokes for different folks and i happen to be in team like single coil huh yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's on my team yeah (laughs) it's funny and i come from like i I listen to like punk and i listen to a lot of like emo and stuff and that Mm -hmm. like you know that style of music isn't polished isn't super clean there's like grit there's like you know they don't even track to a click sometimes i think that's so cool i love that i love that like the feel is there the expression of this character that's a little Mm bit of humanity yeah i love that i think music I mean, music can be whatever, right? Like, yeah. yeah. But I personally prefer when the music that's you know has a bit of character, has a bit of like personality mm-hmm. and like a little, humanity. A little <laughs> yeah. flow. A
1: little. Yeah. See, she's not a robot. Jess. I'm not uh, a robot. I, that's
0: true. Or
2: maybe yeah. I was programmed to say all of this oh, to throw great. you off. My now I say
1: an alien. <laughs> I don't know what to believe now. Man.
2: Okay. So there's the compressor, and yeah. I was talking mm-hmm. about how I'm not a huge fan of gating my sound. Um, but I get the application of a gate and I totally yeah. understand why people would want one. Um, am I forgetting anything? I feel like I am. Uh oh, of course, my delay. Okay, I have an avalanche run, one of my other absolute mm. favorite delays from Earthquaker.
3: That's a party.
2: Love the swell setting. Oh, mm-hmm. I love how it delay it makes it so that the attack is like like there's, like, no attack. It's, like, basically, like, a... Mm-hmm. It's like if you were to turn your knob, like, it kind mm-hmm. of does that. Yes. So, I, I love that. I'm definitely going to use it on the, the new recording. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have the... Oh, the the um, Carbon Copy Deluxe. Oh, yeah. Oh, i really MSR. happy they put a tap tempo. In. That is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all delays should have a tap tempo. <laughs> I don't know. All I right. think
1: it would make it easier. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm one of those weirdos, though, where, like, I... I I, I don't use delay in a rhythmic way as much as some people. It's okay. more of a wash, and okay. so I'm like, tap's great
2: or not. Yeah, you know? and for a wash setting, that's yeah. like super cool. Mm-hmm. I actually use the Avalanche, and actually, I use it both ways. Um, and for the Carbon Copy, I kind of use it as like a like a echo, like almost it's like I want it mm-hmm. to like sy- like syncopate with like what I'm playing. Yeah. So I use yeah. it in a very specific rhythmic way. Um so that's why I appreciate the tap tempo there. But god, it is such a good delay. Like um I think it's like an analog delay, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's an
1: analog, which is, yeah. makes it extra special, I think. I'm an analog delay, delay junkie, so yeah. it's there's just something to the decay of analog yeah. repeats. Mm-hmm. It's very natural to me. Yeah. It sounds kind of not like a tape echo, but sort of in that vein. Yeah, and, and but more controllable and predictable than a tape echo. That's yeah, I what I like that. about
2: it. Again, like it, pers- it has like character and personality to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that you can choose to like kind of like modulate it a bit, so it's like mm-hmm. um, not perfect every time. I also uh, I recently played at the studio last time. Record. Uh, I played with the Garouche e- Echo Sex. Uh huh. Um, I think it's an, an eco, it's a yeah it's an echo pedal. It has a tube preamp in it, which it, it caught my eye. I was like, "That's oh, so cool!" Like, I don't it, think I
1: realized that.
2: Yeah, there is like a little mm-hmm. window, and you watch it light up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like oh, I it was a very cosmetic thing. it's <laughs> like, "Ooh,
0: ah, like, ah, tubes." Yeah, and mm, then it, awesome. I
2: think it's supposed to like like imitate the actual degradation of like the Benson. Um, what are those? The, the pl- echo the, the rack, yeah, yeah, um, and it's cool because you can like it has this knob called like age of, uh, I think. Age of age tape of, or something. Age of damage. Oh. I oh. think that sounds so metal age Oh
3: damage. damage. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, That'd be a great metal band, name. Age, age of damage. Know. Yeah, it's it's a
2: cool it's like it's such a touch small little company, but they make like a it's huge. It's a huge unit. So mm-hmm. maybe not a tour tool, but again it goes on my studio board. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Um has a lot of character to it. Like the way that it decays is like really beautiful and like mm. um yeah, that's I think to everything on my board.
1: That's yep. impressive. That's awesome. That's a amazing. Lot. Sorry,
2: again, I talked your ear
1: off. I, yeah, how I'm dare like ex- you? How dare you talk on a podcast? <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about all this. Like,
2: I... I... I still love music despite playing it in prison. Right. <laughs> For a while. Well, That's yeah. the weird thing That's about good. it, right? Is that it, yeah. it
1: tends to not really go away. Yeah. The love is there.
2: And the more I feel like I've learned so much the past year. Just every time I tour, every time I do a demo. I am a huge fan of doing pedal demos actually because I feel like it forces me to really study what I'm doing and to really be intentional and deliberate about the way I'm using it so it's like for me I view them as like a learning experience for myself and mm-hmm. um, I have this thing I do on Instagram where I discover a setting I really like and then I share that setting with people and I find that it makes it less intimidating to approach it when like someone else shows you a setting and like they explain how they got there
0: yes so mm-hmm. I
2: feel like for me it's really fun this whole thing is a learning experience it, it, it was intimidating me at first because I was like oh there's like so many knobs and like You know, again, like gender is also a factor because I feel like there's not a lot of like girls who talk about this kind of stuff, and like there there are, but like I feel like it's definitely like sometimes I felt like oh my gosh, like guys understand this more, but then now I'm realizing that nobody really super understands it. Everyone's just like, I'd
1: I'd say Uh, guys are kind of dumb. Yeah. We tricked you into thinking we know what we're doing. But that's not that no 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 no. no.
2: Yeah. No no, Sorry, but I,
1: didn't I mean, mean to. It, it's it's part of the reason I wanted to get you on the show is like I I like talking to any kind of musician. Yeah. Anybody who's interested but uh, I'm tired yeah. of talking to only dudes. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. I mean, <laughs> get I get a different
1: perspective, you know?
2: Exactly. And I'm like fully transparent in the fact that like I'm I'm not like an expert on this. I really got here just by trial and error and just by like figuring out what I like and what I don't like. Um yeah, and, and so I feel like the more I learn about this stuff, the more excited I, I get to, like, talk and, like, learn more from other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <sighs> well, you know, this is probably a good point, uh, not to make an uh, awkward segue, but we have some questions from the Facebook group. Okay. If you are interested. Oh, yeah, I didn't the, even know the, there
2: was a Facebook group. There was oh, yeah. Facebook oh, oh, yeah. Okay, let's it's, go. There's some, excited,
1: there's some excited stuff. Let's see how many, uh, okay. This is, well, this is a valid question because I'm sure a lot of people ask you this. How many times a day, Emilio Rizzo wants to know? How many times a day does she hear? When I watch you play, I want to quit playing guitar.
2: Oh, that comment <laughs> always makes me sad because I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, my whole thing is music for me has been such an incredible outlet and like such a. I'm really timid and shy by nature, but I feel like playing guitar has really pulled me out of my shell mm-hmm. um, because I have to be in front of people and it's like. I feel like it's been such a healthy, productive outlet for me. And when people are like, no, I want to quit after you. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, that's not my, I'm not here to like compete with you. I'm not trying to like flex on you. I'm trying to like be like, yo, this is fun. Like kind of like a,
3: Hey, look, look what you can do too. Yeah. Like, like the
1: water is warm. Jump in. Come on, let's do it. Come on. Like like, we can all do this. I
3: kind of, I kind of go back and forth on it. Like sometimes I watch somebody, I'm like, I might as well just quit now. But then I'm like, I kind of want to do that though. It's like I yeah. you know, I mean
1: I I'll say that as as a joke. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it's like if I haven't quit by now, Yeah. it's probably yeah. not going to happen, I? you know. Yeah. It's if, uh and I don't think anybody actually means that seriously. Yeah. It's just I think yeah. that's a and a uh, it's probably weird to hear it, because that's, that's never going to be said to me. But it's probably yeah. weird from your angle to hear it, because it's like, that's a strange compliment.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm yeah.
2: always like, please don't. Like, that's my I, I just take it literally. I don't know what
0: else to say. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Let's see. Um, we actually covered a lot of this. Oh, We perfect. had, like, a bunch of questions. I was like, well, we talked about that and Amazing. that. Amazing. So... Um, uh, one of our our main guys and a moderator in the forum, Mr. Jason Fuzzmonger.
2: Fuzzmonger. Yeah. Is he? Is that his real last name? I
1: wish it's okay. not. And I won't, I, I, I won't, like to pretend. That I won't out that. it publicly, <sighs> but yeah, it's what is he's got a he's that's his name he has to use on social media for work reasons. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, he just wanted you to know that uh, his four-year-old daughter is uh interested in guitar, partially because of her of you. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So there you go.
2: That's an, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love when kids like. Because, honestly, okay, I think I'm going to give a little parenting... I'm not a parent. I shouldn't give advice on parenting. But I feel like the best thing you can do for your kid is to just expose your kid to, like, a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. And then let's see what they latch on to. Yeah. Me, I was forced into music, so at first I hated it. Oh, like, wow. really hated it. That makes me I, sad. I know. I mean, like, because I, I, I said that I came from, like, the, you know, I was being forced to do competitions and stuff. Mm, and yeah. I just didn't think it was, like, fun anymore. But then... You now playing guitar made me fall back in love with it i feel like that was because i came to music on my own terms and it wasn't shoved down my throat mm-hmm. um so yeah i think that's that's beautiful that she like naturally just wants to play guitar i and mean
3: i think whether you're a parent or not that's just good advice
2: yeah
1: i mean yeah <laughs> like, i wouldn't know about the things that you know my parents didn't necessarily expose me to things themselves but they didn't keep things from me yeah, yeah. So it was like I'm like I want to listen to Unearth and they're like we don't really n- know what that is but okay yeah yeah and they let me get, you know have enough you know, th- I mean they didn't let me do whatever I'm, they were good parents you know yeah. they didn't let me do whatever yeah I to, I'd be dead mom I want a
2: <laughs> tattoo yeah of a minion
0: right? <laughs> no no <laughs> no, it's no, no <laughs> it's bad. you're gonna regret that <laughs> But they let, me, they
1: let me have enough leash to yeah. get exposed to so it's like oh no these are the things I'm into. You know, I think that's just really good, yeah, good things, you know, give, give gave me enough lo- rope to hang myself, I guess. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like that's a good way to go about it.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but- let's see. Uh, there's a there's something we didn't really touch on too much. Uh, Travis Vandel, and I don't know if I'm saying your name right, Travis, so correct me if it's his Vandel. I don't know Vandal Vandal It could be It's (laughs) totally Vandal Going with Vandal There's two L's That's the only reason It sounds
2: like a MySpace name Like Travis
1: Vandal I'm Travis Vandal (laughs) (laughs) XOXO Yeah (laughs) His doesn't have that His has a coffee cup next to it Because he's a conversation starter Ah. Shout out to conversation starter Travis Yo Amazing Uh, props He (laughs) wants to know uh, What You would mention your writing process Where you are the one That kind of brings it to the band Uh huh and how you kind of vocalize these things so you just vocalize play bring to band or is there more to that
2: um yeah so basically i start with okay i use i use instagram as kind of a way to incentivize myself to finish songs okay so it's interesting because okay i could talk about this forever but i think social media is like super toxic because it Mm. makes people compare themselves to others and it makes people fixate on all these little details that don't shouldn't matter like Mm -hmm. it becomes more of a popularity contest and all that so it's like it's tricky because you got to play the game but not get like sucked into the game Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so so i use it as a way to like encourage myself to finish songs because when i write a riff i'm like excited sometimes okay so we didn't get into this yet but i'm like really excited to talk about this let's do it sometimes (laughs) gear will pull a riff out of me like sometimes like i will be sent like a delay pedal something and then I'll write something that I would never write on my own like with no, no gear like uh, like it's almost like it gives me a, a color to work with that I'm like unfamiliar with and I end up painting something with sound that's like completely new mm-hmm. and, yeah. I, and I'll post that and then you know people will be like oh I hope this makes it onto the album and I'll be like oh I guess uh, I have <laughs> to make a song out of it now so it's like once I post it out there, I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta finish it and make it into a song because I've promised people something. So right. it kind of helps me stay productive.
0: That's cool.
2: And it also uh, the the tricky thing with that is is I, I feel like a lot of people share this sentiment is that it's tricky to have the discipline to to flesh out a riff and transform it into a song. It's easy to just write riffs all day, but mm-hmm. then it's hard to like actually make like a cohesive thing that from start to finish. Um, yeah. So that's where like discipline and like me singing stuff comes into play so i'll mm-hmm. take a riff that i post onto instagram um maybe it'll be inspired by pedal maybe it'll just be like a flashy thing um and uh i will i'll just sing it i'll just sing well first i'll determine what is this riff okay so this sounds like a like a climax this sounds like an intro this sounds like a like a chorus section or this sounds like the outro of something really epic um, so I'll kind of decide where it belongs and then I'll build around it so like I'll kind of drone it I will sometimes play a riff for five to six hours straight like my whole day is just sitting there playing this one Stupid riff like wow. and like just meditating on it and really it's a really old-fashioned way of working I don't write in a DAW. I don't use a guitar pro I literally just play the riff until it's like internalized into my muscle memory and in that sense I'm, I'm working I'm writing a song well practicing at the same time so i'm like knocking out two birds with one i don't like that expression (laughs) feeding two birds with one loaf of bread yeah like (laughs) um but yeah so it's like i'm getting my practice in and by the end of that day i'll have like an an entire riff written and i'll already know how to play it perfectly it's like i can play it in my sleep Mm -hmm. you know so I'll do that and then I'll build like I'll kind of sing how I want it the, the section D4 to sound and I'll figure out what no- connecting notes I should get sometimes I'll end up ri- writing two disjointed riffs and then I realize that they actually go together and I'll just figure out a way to bridge them
0: And oh, um, wow.
2: either I sing it or I take it to piano which is an instrument I'm more familiar with than guitar <laughs> because it's like my first instrument right okay so like if you're, if you're stuck on a riff and like you don't know where to take it try singing what you think should come and teach yourself that or take it to another instrument like if you play saxophone play it on saxophone you know like any other instrument sometimes it like takes you out of your mental block because it's like a completely different game
0: yeah
2: Mm -hmm. Um, so I'll do that and then I'll end up just like um, I actually have this board in my house where I'll have like names of songs the parts I have written and parts that need to be completed so it's like a super Silicon Valley way of dealing it with it like post-it notes and like you know, planning, it. but it also gives me a visual to see how complete an album is. Like, I can see, like, what's missing and what needs to be done, just from this wow. post-it note board. It's kind of like a very analytical, logical way to approach stuff, and it keeps me organized, and it keeps me disciplined to not write riffs forever.
1: It's, like, it's it's analytical, but it's it's in conjunction with an organic way of doing it, which yeah. is kind of interesting, because most people are either, these days, seemingly one way or another, uh-huh. you know? It's, yeah. not, it's like we're all in and you know, in the DAW, we write everything beforehand and that, you know, or we, you know, or we just recorded the bass idea and took it to the band and went with it. And this is like an in-between seemingly yeah. uh, approach of it.
2: I It came out of just an, a need for organization and I need to, like, keep myself focused. Because ever since I became, ever since I started doing music full-time, I needed a way to, like, treat it like a job. Okay. I, I mean, like, it shouldn't feel like a job, but you should treat your time like a job. Otherwise, I'll just be looking at cute bird videos on my Instagram all day and not really, like, working, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just kind of – I wake up and I look at the board. I'm like, all right, what do I tackle today? I need to figure out how to – I have this new song, Nero. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a more aggressive, like oh, also like I it kind of like just, like I view al- writing albums as like a body of work. So I need I don't want to write an album of the same song a billion times. Like I want some variety. I want the whole album to like take you on an adventure sonically. I've determined that the new album has too much happy, like posy sounding riffs in it, and it needs some like moodiness. So like I've been intentionally writing things with a little like you know and kind of like minor keys um just because i feel like it needed a little bit of variety and it needs like some aggressiveness to it so we have this new song called nero and it's like more like yeah i use a lot of fuzz on it um mm. and it's just missing i have the first three quarters of it and it's missing a bridge to this last you know that band ocean size mm-hmm. okay i love ocean size and that last riff is like super a la ocean size but i just can't figure out for the life of me how to get from this section to that so that's currently the most pressing issue on my board is how do I connect this but I've been like humming it to myself every day that's another way that I work through problems I just like keep on singing it and then sometimes I'll get a breakthrough sometimes Mm -hmm. during sound check I'll like be playing and like wait a minute and then like it'll hit me at the weirdest time so um yeah that's uh that's my... Pr- I'm sorry, I'm talking so much. I'm just so excited <laughs> <You don't. laughs> to talk about
1: this. No, this is yeah. wonderful. That's, it's no, this perfect is great. for it. This yeah. Is, this
2: so- is what it's all about. Songwriting is, is my true passion. I love it.
0: That's
2: um, awesome. It, it's just so fun when you finally solve a problem, like when you figure out how to put that last connecting piece in it, and you step back and it's complete and it flows, it's like such a satisfying feeling. And then when you yes. learn it and you play it the, for the first time with your band... All the way through, and you hear what they add to it. Like that's amazing. Oh, oh yeah, I, I've just been—I'm so narcissistic. I've just been talking about myself. <laughs> and then so I take so I take the thing I've written and I bring it to my band, and they put their voices on it. Um, and that's always a magical moment because it's like you'll hear stuff. I'll—they'll hear stuff that I didn't hear. And then my my drummer Forrest will put a beat on it that I never. I like it just reframes the riff. Mm-hmm. and It kind of like rephrases it so that it feels different than, like, how I intentionally wrote it. So sometimes it's, like, a fun way to, like... It, like, offsets the the actual groove, so it's, like, a fun way to, like, vary it up. I don't know. It's it's super fun. I think playing in a band is awesome. It is.
1: It is. It is awesome.
2: People ask me why I don't... Because I write the songs, they ask me why I don't go solo, because there's, like... I don't want to just like reproduce with myself like I want to like make something collaborative and it's really fun like coming together with ideas even though like maybe like the songwriting process itself doesn't start collaboratively it becomes collaborative when people put like the muscles and the Yep. meat and the mm-hmm. fat on the, the skeleton guts. That I, the guts yeah. yeah get them in there yeah see super fun gotta yeah. have the guts um, so that's my process sorry yeah, for the long winded answer oh well yeah well oh that's
1: just, yeah, those are just what we needed yeah don't, okay. you don't ever talk on this podcast again <laughs> <laughs> Um. yeah I think we got through the bulk of the uh, the Facebook questions actually sweet because we'd we'd already, just, already we'd that. already come because i about was them. a little
2: blabbermouth and just it. <laughs> <talked. laughs> <laughs> that's, <Hey>, that's awesome <laughs> makes my job so much easier Great. Yeah, just, it's and awesome. I was just like so
1: tell me you know the hardest part though is is when people are like when they say i'm like hey yeah so tell me about your leg like well i play a strat and uh, uh and uh, that's uh, a wrap I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like that's it huh all yeah. right okay cool. tell me about your mother you know <laughs> like, yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, one thing I wanted to say, I think it's important to to say, is that, like, I guess, like, I want to talk about a struggle that I had, like, initially with, like, Instagram posting risks and songwriting. Yeah, please do. I feel like, again, Instagram is a place where I feel like I kind of... Initially, I kind of burst onto the scene, like, like, you know, this technical tapper person, and Mm -hmm. I felt like I had to live up to that all the time. And I started writing because I, I felt like I had to just be flashy and impress people I'm like you know because people knew me as like this flashy tapper person and you know I kind of pigeonholed myself in a category where it's just like very technical people like would describe me as technical but it's weird I felt like I I was like having an identity crisis because I was like yeah I guess what I do is technical but like that's not where my heart is like um remember you you asked me earlier you were like you know some people care about something people care about tone yeah I actually feel like my heart's more in the tone category like I care more about emotiveness and like yeah. you know painting a picture with music um but I feel like I was put in this category and it's a cool category to be in because it like it's tension grabbing but I started writing to like appease people from that category and I felt like it wasn't true to me so um you know for a while I, I kind of felt like I would only post flashy stuff on Instagram, and what really helped me was starting to experiment with, like, this is when I didn't even really use pedals, like, I'm really new to the whole, like, stompbox pedal game, Um, and so when I started demoing pedals more, I realized that, like, some of these effects actually sound incredible if you just let the, the effect do the work, you don't need to play something flashy like it's actually better if you lay back and you let it breathe like a delay for instance like Mm -hmm. if you play something really notey you're not going to appreciate the decay like if you just do like long drawn out chords like you know more ambient stuff you can really appreciate what what it does so I started thinking about music super differently and I started writing less for flashiness and more for um, musicality Mm -hmm. and so I think if you're ever in a rut and I would get in like I would get stuck with songwriting because I was like this isn't flashy enough no one's gonna like it because it's not like impressive but then I had to check myself I was like who cares (laughs) like (laughs) music is I'm not I'm not here to like wow you with my finger acrobatics like I'd rather write something that's a memorable melody that you're gonna hum that you're gonna like want to (laughs) hear you know um So I feel like that really cleared my writer's block a lot when I stopped caring about flashiness and I just cared more about what served the song
1: I I can relate to you in a strange way because I've you know Instagram's like my main kind of social channel too, and it's where I in the place on the internet I enjoy the most and whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but it, it was a long. I was posting pictures of all these pedals for a long time because I'm a pedal hoarder maniac. <laughs> <laughs> and, I feel it. And, it's easy. and mm-hmm. so uh, I'm just like that. People are like show me what it sounds like, and I'm like. There's other demos you can search for. Go yeah. look for those because you don't want to hear mine, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't really until this year when I started being like, Whatever, I've seen so many bad demos, like I'm not gonna be worse than that. You yeah. know? And and just finally starting to put it out there and it's like, Oh. Okay, people like that too. I don't yeah. have to be I can just be me. I can't I don't have to be what just, I thought I needed to be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? So I totally relate to that. Uh, it's just like because I was like, when I put out a demo, it's gonna be perfect. Yeah, doesn't need to be. My you know?
2: my my rule for posting something is if I am genuinely excited about it, I'll post it. Like perfect. I don't care what the perception of me is gonna be. Like if it's like boo, boo do something like more flashy, like whatever. Go listen to Rings of Saturn or something. Right, like, right. <laughs> like, like this is not the point. Of, like that's not the point of what I'm doing. Like I feel like. Just to be authentic and to be actually excited about what you do, that translates way more and that's, like, way more important than, like, anything else.
1: Exactly. Absolutely. There's plenty of, I mean, not to put anybody down, but there's plenty of Mm robo-shredders that that people don't really care about that much. It's like, wow, that's impressive. Yeah. And I need to go get a sandwich now. Yeah. I find that those
2: people do great when visually, but then it's like you look at, Again, not knocking it, because I think it's very impressive. Yes. Oh, I, yeah. I wish I had an iota of technicality that these people had. But, like, you look at their streaming numbers and stuff, and it's, like, not... People don't actually, like, listen to it. It's more like a, wow, that's, like, really visually cool. Mm.
1: But it, Yeah, it's a presentation in yeah. and of itself, which is fantastic. But, yeah, well, I, find, I find what's impressive sometimes doesn't translate into, what am I going to queue up? Yeah. You know, it's, like, it's yeah. just more like, what do I want to listen to? Yeah. Sometimes mm. it's not that. Sometimes it is most of the time it's not though <laughs>
3: not I mean to, for me
2: not to mention sometimes the tone is just so grating it's like difficult to listen to yeah. so sometimes I'm like oh I wish like this is less trouble and harsh <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like
3: what you were talking about earlier with like the, the EMGs and active pickups mm-hmm. and stuff it, a lot of those guys use that that style that of pickup setup, and, yeah. and that setup and it's if it's not what you're into then it's just not what you're into yeah it's gonna yeah. be like, hard for your like, ears to I adjust. like single coils and you know, sometimes humbuckers, but yeah, usually single coils. Yeah, actually. usually single coils.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: so that's what I kind of gravitate more to when I'm listening to music too.
2: Yeah, definitely. It's like, it's all taste. It's all preference.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all subjective. At the end of the day, my opinion doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So, oh, so. Uh,
2: yeah. at the end of the day, none of anything we just said means anything.
1: That's true. That's very. What's true. it all mean anyway? What are
2: we doing here? <laughs> Nothing matters. You guys I'm just want to get deep? <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever wonder about
1: when the singularity is gonna happen? Yeah. <laughs> we can go there. No, we've we've taken a lot of your time already. So I'm sure Aww. there's people who are more exciting to talk to outside I'm,
2: I'm so stoked to talk about all this it's just so fun for me i don't know like i feel like sometimes talking and having a discussion about this stuff this stuff helps me understand myself
1: mm-hmm. better it yeah. helps
2: me be more deliberate about what i do like putting it out there in words like it's cool it's like a learning experience for me
1: it's it's a weird yeah. thing you know i'm you know just doing this show has inadvertently showed me things about myself where i like don't really like listening to it because you know your own voice everybody yeah. knows that but I still have to because I have to edit it and yeah. sometimes I look back and I'm like oh I said that oh I oh. said oh I why did I say that that's yes. not what I meant <laughs> am like, I actually an idiot <laughs> I'm like oh I didn't mean to say it like that I sounded so bad or we sounded see. so judgmental or I sounded so mm. whatever yeah and so it's made me a lot more deliberate with what I say just in I mean Jess knows he's one of my be- been yeah. one of my best friends for years yeah I was I'm just that guy who just spout off things oh yeah and just and nobody won nobody likes that guy and if this doing this show helped me like not be that guy absolutely it's like you don't need to just say whatever comes into your head it's mm-hmm. not always right
2: <laughs> it's, it's crazy like doing this job one of the things that has changed about me the most is I feel like you know you think you understand everything at first and then it's like the more you do something the more you see people killing it and like Mm -hmm. excelling at their craft and the more you like see the big wide world out there the more you realize you don't know anything yes So it's it's better to like i don't know like just i i feel like i these days i i I, i'd rather like learn something than like just tell someone how to do something i don't know anything it's kind of (laughs) humbling
1: yes yeah it's
2: super humbling
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's a way better feeling yeah yeah well, maybe we should get into the the last two questions of the night and let you let you get on with everything and enjoy the rest of the concert and we'll stop mm-hmm. fogging up your van. Yeah, no yeah. worries.
2: <laughs> People out there think something weirds.
1: Going <laughs> <on>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
0: This Portland, actually. Dude, they don't think anything yeah, of they, they it. This is totally a normal.
2: Titanic handprint
1: on. Oh,
0: there you go. <laughs> oh. uh, um,
1: so, this is this one's a little bit more fitting with the the rest of the podcast, but. And maybe maybe you don't have an answer to this because you you mentioned how you you were a little bit new to pedals. But do you have a favorite boss pedal?
2: Hmm. You know, I I uh, I haven't had enough experience with boss gear. I I've used one and I borrowed it from my bass player. It was that okay? It's like a number again. Oh yeah, like that's a, just where yeah. it gets so,
1: yes confusing.
2: Um, okay. So there's it's it's the one. It's a chorus pedal that has four buttons. Oh, this oh, C, oh! Uh,
3: y- which one is that? It just the has dimension, four the dimension, C. Yeah, yeah,
2: dimension C. C. Yes. yes. There you go. I kept yeah. That
1: one to say the C, too. Like, no, yeah. no, 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 no,
2: Yeah, that one's cool. I like it. It's mm. it's just it's simple. It's a cool like you you know, foolproof. Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah, there you go.
2: Four so. buttons. You choose whichever setting you
1: like. Yeah. Which one sounds good to you? Yeah. And actually. Mm. That's a really great pedal. I mean, yeah, yeah, kind of. They they picked the right settings in yes. between. Mm-hmm. That's a good one.
2: Yeah, it's great for if you just want chorus on a fly. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Boom. Okay. All right. Next question's a little more serious. And this one's uh, it's sensitive. It's it's sensitive. I'm Could ready. be detrimental. You know. to, yeah.
2: Okay. You know. Uh oh. <laughs>
1: what kind of pizza do you like?
2: Oh man. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, I really love mushroom olive mushroom mm-hmm. olive, and I love garlic. I'm like proof I'm not a vampire, I'll like eat an entire <laughs> glove of garlic. I will shove garlic in every orifice possible, like I just <laughs> love garlic and I love pizza with a lot of garlic butter Oh, a lot oh yes. of um yeah, I love olives as well, mushrooms
0: mm-hmm.
2: um. Yeah, and thin crust, because because thick crust, I just I want to eat bread. If I want to eat bread, I would just eat bread. Right, right? <laughs> I
0: want pizza.
2: I want pizza. <laughs> yes, pizza,
1: pizza, Yeah. Pizza. Oh no, like not that. that kind of pizza. What did I say? Though? No, how dare you? Oh, Ugh. I just used the little Caesar slogan accidentally. Caesars. <sighs> what? What kind of pizza do you guys like? Mm. Oh, that that gets thrown back at me a lot. Um, I tend to go for like a New York style slice nice. these days. Mm. I like the thin crust. Portland does have a few options in that. That category around and they're pretty good. I'm kind of making me want pizza. It's pretty good pizza. I can point you in the right direction. Yeah. Oof. Um, I heard sizzle pie's nice. Sizzle pie's sizzle pretty nice. Yeah. It's, not yeah. bad. it's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, it's, not bad. Uh, it's not probably my favorite New York style slice around here. It's got to go to Checkerboard or Scotty's. Okay. Mm-hmm. But um, sizzle pie's solid. It's, very, it's a really good. It's a good slice. It's if a you're, good slice. If, you're, if
3: there's one around and you're like, hey, I want some pizza, it's a good place to mm-hmm.
1: go. So, yeah, I I tend to go for that or, like, the Italian wood-fired thing. Okay. I like, those are my two favorite styles.
2: All right, unpopular opinion, this is going to probably make people uh, upset, but I, okay, there's something really nostalgic for me about, like, frozen... Oven pizza, like a no, no, like no, oh, dollar, absolutely. like literally, you get it for a dollar. Totinos, like Totinos, and it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's something, there's something about that sauce that I just can't, I know that other places don't replicate. Yeah. It has like this nostalgic When I eat it, it just takes me back to like
3: I'm a kid again, like I'm
2: a child, yes. like <laughs> mm-hmm. it's comforting, and I love that. I will mm-hmm. eat frozen pizza for days. I, no, I'm with you, okay, good, yeah, I understand that. Good <laughs> understand
1: that. when we, so I mean, if this <laughs> makes you feel any better, when we recorded our album. One of the things that we did during the recording was we we brought a pellet smoker over to the studio,
0: Ooh.
1: and because we're monsters, we put Totino's pizzas on them and sp- oh, yeah. and, and smoked the Totino's pizzas. And, yeah. but not only that, we put like oh, we did was put it some, sausage or Trezza. I can't I mean I know it's basically the same, but we put some fancy sausage or something on it. Yeah, but uh, but it was on a tatinos and I felt like there was something punk rock about that (laughs) that while we were recording an album that wasn't really punk rock at all. all. But it was fine. I love you can
2: dress it up however you like. You could you can make that thing, you know, super fancy, Mm -hmm. get some I'm I'm vegetarian, so Mm I I get I love soy soy riso Mm -hmm. and like soy bacon crumbles and stuff. So you like put all this stuff on it and then Mm -hmm. you forget you're eating dollar. (laughs) Dollar pizza, (laughs) yeah. Throw some green
3: peppers on there, and and I'm gonna relate
2: this to gear really quick. Oh, okay, all right. right. And it goes to show that sometimes price doesn't matter. Like sometimes cheaper Mm -hmm. things satisfy you just as good as mm -hmm. something expensive. Sometimes it it suits your needs better, so you should ignore the price tag. Absolutely, just go with. Just go with um, what you like.
3: Your taste. It's like
1: your the, taste. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Back to the whole thing. Yeah. There you go. <laughs>
3: I, I went and did something crazy and collected the Ibanez uh, Tone Lock series.
0: <laughs> this is the 7 and series, they're, yeah.
3: They're all, you know, fairly cheap. But the vast majority of them sound awesome.
1: Oh, yeah. Those are they're those they're, gray the ones. Gray you, ones you the gray ones. They don't look that great. They push and in. The buttons push in on them. They're like, oh, we're we're getting knocked on the door. Oh, maybe that's mm-hmm. our sign to wrap this up.
3: Maybe. <laughs> It's about that time, anyway.
1: Hello. Is uh, Forrest in here? No, no, he's not. Okay. Uh, I don't know where he is. We're in recording a podcast. Ah, yes. I'm sorry for no worries. <laughs> this makes it cool. <laughs> Maybe that's so, our cue. What do yeah, you think? Yeah. All right. Um,
2: that's clearly cool. collected all that.
3: Uh, well, it's kind of dumb because you know, I, I'm just a nerd, so. <laughs> Nerds are cool. But uh, well, I think. But seriously, if uh, if you want something cheap, that sounds really good look into that series. Yep, my series. my first
2: guitar was an SX Tele clone. It's it's a 90 dollar guitar. <gasps> yeah. I couldn't well, afford awesome. I couldn't afford a guitar. So, mm-hmm. I traded a drum machine for it and it served me well. Like I I played it for like years mm-hmm. and it just had it had Bill Lawrence pickups in it mm-hmm. which like, you know, they're awesome, hand wound. Um really cool character in those pickups. But um yeah, it's 90. Yeah. yeah. The SXs, I've I've played them. They're
1: awesome. awesome. Yeah. They're totally good. Yeah.
2: Anyway. Anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean I could sit here all night, but I don't feel like that would be. Me too. Be yeah. Sorry.
2: Nice. I guess we got a bunch of nerds together and this is what happens. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happens every time. Yeah. Well
1: we'll have to do it again sometime.
2: Yeah, I'd love to. That'd Hopefully be great. I learn something new and I can contribute
1: That's more. <laughs> uh, this fun. was a really fun conversation. Thank you so much. This was a crazy night and I'm yeah. so glad it worked out. Me, was too. Was Me too. Now I want pizza. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think they serve uh, really? they got some, they, they some, some, some slices in there. Oh, gosh. I think so. And it's Portland, so I'm sure there's something for you in there, oh, yeah. if need be.
2: I'm going to eat a lot.
1: Or I can point you in the direction <laughs> of some good, good spots. But,
2: yeah. 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 Well, well, thank
1: you. We'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. So, for everyone, this is Blake, and as always, folks, good luck and good tones. Good. This is great. All right. There we go. Another one in the books. Thank you for coming on that adventure with me. That was a, that was a fun night and I'm glad that it's kind of been preserved in a way. You know, that, that doesn't always happen. You don't get to document things quite as closely as we did there, but that was, that was a really fun conversation. She's an incredible player. Please go check out the band if you haven't. I'm kind of obsessed with them right now. They're just, everyone in the band is amazing. And yeah, if this was a, this was a good episode for you, share it with a friend. You can tell your, your friends, your family, your coworkers, your guy at the guitar store, whoever it may be, if this if this show is is something you enjoy on a weekly basis, the best way you can keep it coming is by sharing it with a friend. So please do so, and I hope to talk to you next week. Goodbye. One last thing before we totally sign off here, I just want to remind you that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, at Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company and I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, go to tonemob.com/stringjoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things and